Hey guys, welcome to part two of the uh, International Sci-Fi and Horror Film Festival and Phoenix Film Festival interviews. Uh, just a reminder, if you didn't listen to part one, these are kind of jumbled up a little bit just because we like we again we were under the gun, um, and it was kind of our first experience with this. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Hopefully you enjoyed part one. Part two's got some really great people on it. So uh, with that being said, let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh. All right, Angel. we are here with local filmmaker... Yeah extraordinaire angel angel what 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 you have a film here yep. uh in phoenix film festival yep best day ever best day ever uh tell us about it if you can uh yeah i mean it's uh it's a film i put together last year i actually put it together for a project green light for a submission they didn't take it their loss um <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's literally three minutes short and sweet it's probably my last three minute film that i'll create myself um, but I think it's, it's still kind of cool to be able to tell a story within three minutes. Three minutes yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, without giving too much away, it's about a girl who has a really bad day, and it just gets worse and worse until she dies, and then starts to get better. And that's all I can say. Okay. All right. It's so cryptic. Yes. <laughs> it's so cryptic. So why won't you ever make another three-minute short? Um, because they... It can be hard to tell a story in three minutes. Yeah. Um, and I like Best Day Ever. It, it's it's kind of a, a goofy little film, but right now I want to focus on more films that give me more time to actually develop characters, gotcha. go further with the story. Three-minute films are cool if you're getting started because it gets you a lot of practice, but eventually you need to move on to bigger and better stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, what's your, what's your, like, what's your sweet spot? Like 15, 20 you want to go into, or are you looking feature? Um... I love making shorts. Uh, I think even when I, when I get to the point where I'm doing like a feature film or doing a show, like a series, yeah. I would still make short films when I can because I just love short films. If you do something within 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and that's cool. I think that's plenty of t enough time to, to make uh, a good short film. And sometimes you can turn those short films into bigger ideas. Yeah. True. There's True. Did you know yeah. that um, you're labeled as one of the hardest working filmmakers in the Valley? Yeah, I believe yeah. I gave myself that label. Oh, okay. so, yeah. That's where that I give you. I give you that label. I give you that label. It was very apt. I give you that label. You have a yeah. film. Damn right. You're consistent. So consistent. It's all the time. You. You. Uh, how many times? How many years in a row have you been in Phoenix? Uh, gosh, I've probably been to seven or eight festivals. How many of your films here? been in? Uh, probably like seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There so, you go. That's yeah. awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. So. When you cast me as the boss, yeah, like what did you see in me? Like, was it like I you're saw, an asshole? Was you like, oh my god, like this guy's so good? I or saw, is it like I saw a hidden potential. <laughs> you were like a diamond in the rough. Oh, yeah. thank you, thank you. You had you, thank you. you had a hidden and, potential and I to be a dick. And, and I and I was I was I was looking for a heavy set heavy set character. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
It's a good, it's a good one. You were right there, and yeah. it, it just worked. Everything just came together. He was looking for someone really old. You, you know? had no idea. When you cast me in this, I was hitting that jack-in-the-box like every day. Yeah, I really wanted to fulfill. Yeah, you looked and different. And I did. You look different now. And I was now. fulfilled. Now you can tell people you put on 40 pounds just for that role. Yeah, dude, I'm like, yeah, I'm like De Niro in... in, in Raging Bull? Raging Bull. Yeah, oh, exactly. okay. I commit to my roles. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so what's next for Angel? Um, I have. I might work with some other people on their films, uh, like you and Kyle. And uh, <laughs> then I have a, a couple other projects. Like I said, I, I want to move forward. So yeah. my next project is being geared towards something I can use to sell a series idea. Okay. So Very cool. It's going to be still... 15 minutes and less, but I want to focus on really cool characters, a really cool story that can go in different directions, and see what I can do with that. That's really cool. Dude, yep. That's awesome, man. Can I can I share my favorite horror court cult film? Oh, please do. All right. The best horror slash sci-fi film ever, The Thing, 1980, John Carpenter's version. I was just going to say the that. The best one. I was just going to say, I knew that was exactly what you were going to pick because, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it still holds up. You're correct. Beautiful yeah. film. It still holds up. Beautiful film. Only one not to be scored by him, too, which is interesting. He didn't do the score for that? Uh-uh. It sounded There's like John two, Carpenter. two movies I think he didn't do the score. Huh. That one was that was a traditional orchestra. And then there, I forgot what the other movie was. Maybe Starman. Ah. Awesome. All right, Angel, we'll th uh, what do you have to plug? you have a website? Uh, can go no, I don't got a website yet, but uh, uh, look me up on Facebook, uh, Angel Ruiz, or you can check my Instagram, Angel Ruiz Director. Um, I'll be posting some stuff on can IMDb, and I'll keep everybody posted on my film projects. If you're in Arizona, I'll let you know if I'm casting for films. Keep an eye out because oh. I do good shit. There you go. All right. He does do good shit. Do. He really yeah, does. Do. He's probably my one of my... You're you're in the top five, easy, probably top three easily of my favorite Arizona I thought you were gonna say directors. Top two. I, th I thought we were three. I'll give it three because okay. you know I got Chris. I gotta say two, yeah, because Chris is standing here. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. only because he's me, here. You're one in but my if heart. If he wasn't here, you'd <laughs> be in top two. All right, that's all. I love my feathers. <laughs> well, thank you, Angel. I yeah, appreciate man. it. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank you, man. Enjoy the festival. Thank you so much, cool. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs> so, Last Girl Standing, what uh, is your the film you brought here? Yes. Do you direct? I'm the writer director. Writer director. Yeah, okay. Last Girl Standing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my wife. Yeah, just a little. You want the pitch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Go for it. So yeah, no. Um, Last Girl Standing. Every horror movie has that one girl at the end. Our movie starts at the end of the horror movie, and then it goes five years later, and where the girl is at after the horror movie. Oh wow. Kind of like. Yeah, it's like a, I call it like a dramatic horror because yeah. it's more about like PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. Because yeah. I would be fucked up after. Is this yeah, yeah. Oh, you can say that easily. Yeah, I'd be I'd be messed up after like watching all my yeah. friends be murdered by yeah. a masked maniac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I call it like yeah the short term twelve of slasher movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got it. The only time I ever I've ever seen that actually done in like film that I thought was pretty clever was. Um, in, in uh, Terminator 3, they had what's his name come back and he was doing crisis management oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like it was like what a funny thing to like to actually attack that subject of well, like yeah. living through something really fucking weird, you know? No, yeah, it's uh, it's been touched on in some horror, but yeah, that's it was we wanted to lean into it and be the yeah. crux of the whole premise and everything. Right, right. Yeah, that's 
is horror like your thing? Like, is that, or is this just kind of like a, I'll try it out, I got a no, good idea? No, no, it's, yeah, because, yeah, it is funny. Like, a lot of young filmmakers, they do horror because it's marketable and they're like, well, I can get that made and then I can yeah. do whatever I want. But, I mean, I will probably be pretty close to horror adjacent for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, cool. even if I end up sci fi ish, it'll be have horror yeah. elements. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm probably in it for the long haul. Well, good. good. We <laughs> need you. Uh, no, but for real, I, I just want to jump in. I, I, I work for a distribution company, so I do a lot of scouting and investigating and all this stuff. And I've seen your film pop up all over the place. Are you seeing some success with the film as it does these festivals? And Yeah, no, it's been growing. People have been uh, talking about it. Fangoria really likes us, which has nice. been huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. we're on their top ten movies yeah. to look for this year. It's looking like we'll be out by the end of the year. Uh, so, yeah, like cool. uh, I'm excited cool. for it to come out. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask who picked it up? Um... Yes, I do, Mom. You're not allowed to say? It must <laughs> be good. It nice must try, be good. Yeah, nice try. Yeah, we, uh, again, it'll, hopefully we'll be able to announce it very soon. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Thanks, awesome. again, really yeah, that's, again, just to get it out in the world and with someone yeah. that can get it out in the world yeah. is super. So was the, was the inspiration behind it, like, just the genre itself, or was it that the story really hasn't been told? I mean, it was, uh, you know, uh Circumstance. It was a combination of things. Like, yeah. yeah, the genre, but also, you know, we were looking for a movie we could do film in our backyard, so to speak. Cause gotcha. It, yeah, and doing a character piece was easier than doing a, you know, a werewolf movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can't really do a werewolf yeah. movie on no money. I need some money. Right. But, like, doing a character uh, piece uh, slasher movie... Um, so I still get some gore in there, but the, you know I'm not doing a transformation of a monster yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. so right. It was kind of necessity and circumstance, but like it was literally um, turning on a horror marathon one random day, and I just caught the end of a movie I'd seen a ton of times, but just catching the end, the girl survives and she's carted off, and then I was looked at my wife and I was like. Well, what like what if we just started here and like went yeah. and she was like yes and we just kind of we almost we kind of outlined it in that forty five minutes like right there and that's what the movie became like that forty five minute chat like after that moment very cool uh, yeah. so it was just kind of it was a lightning strike yeah. thing what was the movie do you mind asking it was Friday the Thirteenth Part Three I was gonna say <laughs> three <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> I knew it uh, yeah, I, know, I was yeah, like yeah. I'm oh, like yeah. picturing carted off I'm like okay wait a minute uh, yeah, which yeah, one yeah, yeah, no it's the third one uh, <laughs> so yeah that was which I love that was the one oh, I I was again on uh, you know uh, rental stores and shit like. I loved back in the day, you'd have one rental store, at least in like my small town, and um, when you try to like go back into a franchise, like I'd seen, like let's just say, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan first. I don't know if that was true or not, but <laughs> should have been. Like I'm trying to be like, uh, what is, what is the one where he gets the mask? Because on the playground, I heard he didn't always have the mask, and so I go to the store and just whatever one they had. So I just, I like that era because you would just watch those yeah. things out of order. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I remember, yeah, finally finding three. Yeah. And be like, oh, he doesn't have the mask. This is it. And then he got it. And I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely. So let me uh, lead in with this then. What are some of your biggest, most favorite influential horror films? You can just name a couple. Yeah, I mean, I uh, Texas Chainsaw is huge. I just, I love... Yeah, I love everything about that movie. Cool. <laughs> uh, and again, like that ending too is just one of my class. Like, yeah. I call it was it the cry laugh, 
Like when she's just like so happy she survived, but right. so traumatized. Like right. that was that's that. That's what we were trying to tap into with the the opening of our movie. Cool. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome. So yeah. Um, cool. What's well, up next for you, brother? Yeah. Um. Yeah. We got a couple things in line. It's just whichever one gets traction. So okay. it's like again, they're horror related. So again, we'll hopefully be. Uh, in that realm for a while, so you've got good steam going right now. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, and, and that's steam. yeah, steam momentum. Yeah. I'm rolling down the hill, just trying to keep it moving. Yeah, right on, man. So, right yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so, awesome. So dude. no, yeah, we're hoping that yeah, we get to be shooting in the fall or winter. So uh, you have a do you have a website or anything yeah, you like um, to plug? Bug away. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, we're active on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Last girl standing. Uh, look us up on Facebook. Last girl movie on Twitter. Um, then yeah, the websites. Uh, I'm part of Blue Goggles Films. That's our little company. It's BlueGogglesFilms.com. Yeah. But yeah, Facebook is a good place to find us. We're we're active there. So come Excellent. say hi. Awesome, <laughs> man. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming yeah. on. We appreciate yeah, you guys it. For having thank me. You. you guys are doing hard work out here. <laughs> <laughs> I did look it over, and you guys just like, whoa, like these guys are like hardcore. <laughs> so thank you. We for love it. Me. We love thank it, you. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Super nice thank to meet you. Man. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys have uh, the feature here that I've heard the most about. Um, tell us what it's about. Tell us how you came up with it, where, where this all came from. Um, I, I'm, I'm Jonathan Strayton, the writer-director, and uh, it, it's, it's, about a, it's a zombie film, and it's about an STD virus that breaks out and uh, you know, turns them into a zombie. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of uh, it's a throwback to 80s like slasher and zombie films. Nice. Um, my inspirations were the Blob remake, Night of the Creeps, a nice. um, little bit of Evil Dead 2 in there. Um, but it's not like an 80s genre piece. It yeah. definitely takes place in the present day. But you can see, I guess, the influences there. Yeah, definitely. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard I've heard like good good things yeah. about it. As in fact, like people are. Walking out, and not because it's a bad film. They're walking out because they can't hang, which is always yeah. awesome. That's wonderful. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you did something right. I mean, that you did that right. Like yeah. you wanted to shock people. Probably you wanted to put them in uncomfortable situations. And I wasn't kidding when I said I've heard more about this film. Yeah. The weekend that since yesterday that I got here than any other feature oh, here. Awesome. Yeah. That's are like you guys, everybody's talking about are it. Are you guys feeling that too? People coming up to you like, oh my God, that was amazing. Um, definitely more so today. Yesterday we were just checking out flicks all day long. So we were in the theaters, not really talking to anyone much. Um, and then last night's showing was pretty good. Um, it wasn't as packed as today, but... You know, we did. We had um, we had a couple walk out. I think they were like on a date. <laughs> yes. I know. And if it was a first date, this guy was like, he wasn't gonna get laid yeah. after this film. Because <laughs> when I was leaving, yeah. I heard a girl remark. She said, "I'm never having sex again." After oh my oh, god! Nice. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. That's a great review, yeah. right? But you know what? I'm gonna. I was like, I'm gonna show this to my daughter when she's old enough. Yeah. So you know, she hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's already got a built-in yeah, yeah. value. Before you go there. on this date, honey. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's sit down and talk about. I, ma this. I made this movie. You need to see. <laughs> yeah. They should show it to kids, like sex ed class. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. where'd you where'd you film? Uh, it was in Virginia. We filmed okay. uh, around the Winchester area in Stephen City. Yeah. How long was your shoot? The initial shoot was three weeks, and then we went in. We went over schedule, obviously, and picked up on weekends and whatnot over the course yeah. of the next couple years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this has been, like, a passion project, obviously. Then. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny because when I you know, I tell people it is definitely a passion project, 
I put my heart and soul into it. I put a lot of thought. There were like 10 different drafts. Yeah. You know, but you see it and you're like, really? Because the film is, it doesn't take itself seriously, you know? Yeah. It's, it's campy, but not not too campy. And yeah. um, it plays on a lot of different genres and whatnot, so. Is it kind of like self-aware? I haven't seen the film yet, so like, the characters within the movie, are they kind of like going through those horror tropes that you see pretty often or? Um, it, it, it's kind of not as obvious. It's there, okay. it, you know, um, it's little pieces, bits in there, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, um, yeah. but it's almost like they're not in on the joke. Oh. It, like maybe one character will, you know, do something campy where the other people are like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> Right on. That's um, awesome. I was gonna ask, how big was like your cast and crew? Was this like a like a small cast and crew indie film, or did you really spend a lot of time oh, building no, a was, big story? Um, it was a it was a fairly small cast and crew. Um, I mean, to us, we rented out a motel. Yeah. Um, yeah. For about three weeks. This is real crappy motel, <laughs> and I mean, they charge like fifteen bucks a night. Yeah. Like go. in these rooms, right? Yeah. So they were perfect. And, um, I'm sure those sheets crew. were very clean. Yeah, yeah, they were very <laughs> clean. And um, so, and we had a lot of just volunteers. Every, oh, that's awesome. Almost everyone except like the effects guy, and uh, Brink Stevens made a cameo oh, in it. Yeah. So everyone basically just put their heart and soul into it for free. Yeah. That's and awesome. And then um, one of my lead actors, Michael Merchant here, he uh, I've known him since. He was uh, 14, he auditioned for my first film, mm -hmm. and we've worked together ever since. And uh, he probably had the most grueling role, you know, without giving anything away. Yeah. He's, um, I don't know, do you want to kind of yeah. talk about your role there? Yeah, I can just say that yeah. by far, um, it was the most grueling that I've ever done personally. Um, just the content of the role was extreme. Uh, I yeah. never thought I would be put in those kind of situations, you know. And when you get the script, you're just like, how is all this going to work? How is it going to show as, as a final product? So um, you just kind of like have to put your trust in the director, Jonathan, you know, and yeah. hope that everything turns out well, that it's not going to put you in a, like for me as an actor, put me in a situation where I'll never work again. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it almost borders that, like, to where they don't want to be like, no, we can't we can't do that because you're a history, you know. And yeah. yeah. So I was always kind of wary about that. But uh, luckily, everything's worked out yeah. so far. And when you come off something like that, don't you feel like, I can do anything now because oh, I put yeah. myself yeah, through be, all like, this. Yeah, you got to be emboldened to just right, take yes. on bigger and better roles. Yeah, so. definitely. Because yeah, yeah. you push yourself as an actor, I mean, right. beyond what you even thought you would have to do. That's yeah, amazing. I mean, you kind of, like, if you slack off now, yeah. you know, if you don't put your all into the next role, people are going to obviously tell yeah. you yeah. Know, that you, either one, you didn't care about the movie as much, yeah. or you just can't do it you know yeah. um, so it's been a challenge trying to like keep the energy up between everything even stuff that isn't as crazy you know making it still like a lasting impact in the film you know yeah cool. but now is the fun part for you right right yeah this is the I fun mean, part where you're I've like been yeah, waiting years. I get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely and uh, everybody seems to really love it and love are, you, are you okay with like watching yourself on screen. I know a lot of actors are like, I don't really want to like see my performance. Like I just I mean, kind of I was I was most worried about watching this because it's such a drastic change for my personality. I'm such like a dick throughout the whole movie. I don't know if I can say that. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. You can oh, say it's whatever. a podcast. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like such a dick throughout the whole movie to uh, like some of the characters, you know, and 
like I've never been that way myself so it's like watching that I've always hated those kind of people yeah. and to be one of those people for you know an hour <laughs> It's just kind of unsettling. Yeah. Are you like the Kip of the movie? Like, what I mean, Kip is like every '80s movie has like the asshole jock. Oh, yes. Kip. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I call it the Kip in every movie because yeah. it's just that's who it is. So you play the Kip. You can always I tell that's Kip. my favorite He's got character. The sweater around his neck, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Kip is my favorite character in any horror movie, just because I'm like I love that guy because <laughs> he's such he's, a dick. He's probably gonna die first. Yeah. He probably deserves it, but if they keep him around for longer, it's gonna be a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, I mean, he's such a dick in the movie that, you know, and, you know, he especially targets the outcast, you know, and in nothing sacred. And, I mean, he gets the ultimate, you know, it, it comes back full circle on him. Yes. The best way possible you could never even imagine. Oh, and man. it just drills it into you constantly throughout the film. Yeah. So... I'm guessing, uh, I, I don't know if you die in the film or not, but I, I'm guessing if you do, that's probably the the hero, like the crescendo hero moment of where the audience is like, yeah, I'm glad he got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, because I feel like sometimes when, when, you know, both screenings, when you did die, people were like, oh, shit. I liked him. They, yeah. Because you, because he gets in a, he gets in a situation, because I don't want to give it away. Yeah. yeah. But um, he gets in a situation, basically, he can't get out of. Yeah. And it's almost like when a criminal does time, you know, and he's paid his price. Yeah. I've paid my price for everything that I did. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, maybe he's not that bad now because he's kind of made up for it. The karma's got its revenge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, no, fuck it. You know, he's, he's going through. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's for funny sure. watching him in, yeah. in, in, that, uh, in that punishment. Yeah. Well... This film is getting a lot of buzz. I mean, I've seen it myself beyond the Phoenix Film Festival. I've seen it around on the internet. So congratulations to you guys on that. Do you have any advice for like independent yes. filmmakers that like helped you guys as you learned some things along the way? Um, yeah, just um, I I went to uh, I went to film school in California when I was you know right after high school, and I dropped out like within four months, you know. <laughs> And I just started doing my own stuff, you know, just doing it. If I didn't know how to do it, I just, I would, you know, try and learn. And now, especially now in this day and age with Google and everything, I mean, you can look up everything. And I, and I, you know, I, I directed, I wrote, I, I shot it and I cut it, you know, so I colored it. I learned every aspect. All the information is out there. Mm -hmm. So just study up on right. it. And, and if you're stuck, go to films, you know, yeah. watch tons of films. I'm yeah. not, you know, don't copy those films, but look for inspiration. Look how the professionals do it, composition, and make yeah. sure you get, um, you know, one of the biggest things I learned, make sure you hire a really good professional sound guy. Yes. <laughs> That's a running <laughs> theme to yeah. yeah. I mean, the sound is so important. I mean, yeah. and they say, you know, you hear all the time. It could be visually bad, but as long as it sounds good, it's bearable rather than reverse. But it's so true. You know? I, think, I think I just said that yep. an hour ago to another to filmmaker yep. we were talking to, but it is absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true, and it's the first thing that's always overlooked. Yeah. It, it the budget is. gets tight. We don't need an audio guy. We'll get so-and-so to hold the boom. You look, I mean, on movies, I've seen a point in the woods. We're sitting there trying to take crickets out of sound, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's totally the one thing great. that's definitely missed on, on indie filmmakers. Because, I mean, it, there, there's a certain sense of, of, of doing it all yourself and getting in the, in the thick of things, you know? Yeah. And which is great when it comes to editing video or, you know, doing all, all, all that aspect of it. But, like, 
I mean, sound, having gone to school for sound, like, it's not just something you're just going to, like, all right, this sounds pretty good. Like, all right, I'll screen it. How'd that sound? Like, well, that sounded kind of shit. It's like, yeah, you got to find somebody, find someone that you can at least farm information off of, you know? Yeah. And, and if you're still going to do it yourself, like, actually, like, have a, have a fundamental knowledge of what needs to happen, so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's funny because sound is, like, kind of its own beast where is um I loved you know I love DPing and stuff and and color grading and I and I think any you know DP who is good they you know they have an eye for certain things and and composition and different colors but sound is something almost I feel like you got to be born with that ear yeah because I've tried to mess with it and I still don't understand it and I'm just like I got I'm gonna hire a um you know an audio guy who knows it. <laughs> He does, and it's just amazing yeah. what he can it's do. It's an acquired taste God. of a talent, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just once you get it, it's like, God damn it! Don't I just ruin your hard work with man. bad sound, yeah. ladies and That's gentlemen. Off to the sound yeah. people. So, do you guys do you guys have a, a website that you want to plug or anything you yeah, like to plug? Oh, definitely, um, nosmovie.com, and then you can find links to our Twitter and Facebook page. Um, and like I said, we're planning on uh, doing self distribution, so. Please like share it, get it out there, you know. Yeah. Um, this is a new adventure for me. I've had my other films distributed by, you know, um, pretty big studios, and and it hasn't worked out the way you know that I've wanted. I'm sure it's a whole nother podcast probably, but um, yeah, just get out there, share it if you liked it. You want to see something cool. And um, yeah, just keep making films. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, you guys much. coming Thank on. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. So. Uh, Displacement, welcome. Yeah, uh, thank you. You got Jesus Christ. There's a ton of awards on here already, huh? You got the laurels. You got <laughs> yeah, a lot. We've got yeah, we've got a few, few laurels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're people are picking this one up. It looks like. Yeah. What's, so, uh, what's your what's your movie? What's your movie about? Uh, well, Displacement is a uh, character-driven time travel story. Um, basically a story about a uh, young uh, physicist who is trying to solve the murder of her boyfriend and uh, turn back the clock on the death of her mom. Awesome. Okay. Was that a challenge, taking on a time travel yeah, yeah, movie? Like time yes, very much so. It's yeah, a tough one. Imagine. real challenging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously time, time travel is, uh, is, is real complicated. Basically it took me about four years to write the script. Wow, okay. Uh, that's how complex it is. I'm hoping that we filled all the holes. <laughs> that's like the one thing you, you want to look for. I think we right? have. Based on, based on what people have been saying so far, that, that yeah. it, it, it all tends to make sense. Yeah. So. We'll blame our script supervisor if not. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's always the intern's fault or something. You know? Right, exactly. Um, yeah, my art department. Uh, that was their fault. Or Tiffany. How long have you been uh, moving this thing around and, and, and putting it out there? Well, we actually... Um, it's it, it was essentially in production and post for three years. Okay. And we actually screened. We had our uh, our Los Angeles premiere screening on February nineteenth, mm -hmm. which was our three year anniversary of the start of filming. Yeah. So it's been a long process. Yeah. Basically, this was this was one of those kind of unusual projects in that we were uh, shooting it piecemeal. So we were basically like weekend warriors yeah, on it, yeah. you know, raising more, more money, finding another credit card, you know, doing all that. true doing, indie work, exactly, right? Exactly, true independent feature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. But you yeah. know, it does take a long time. Film, it's not something you just turn around in a week. You know not what at I mean? All, it's no. like that's an investment. It's a 
some people spend 10 years, three years, five years. I mean, no, exactly. And if you want to do it right, you know, I mean, my, yeah. my goal with this was always to make it look a lot bigger than what it is. And yeah. so, you know, it's, uh, uh, we took great pains for, with production design and, you know, and cinematography and, cool. and acting, certainly. I mean, I've got a great cast in it and they're Who's all fantastic. Um, well, we've got, uh, you probably remember uh, Bruce Davison from the original X Men movies, is, uh, one okay. of the, yeah. Senator yeah. Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, That's great. Sarah Douglas from the original Superman film. She played wow, the villain as Ursa. You're pulling them in. Uh, uh, Susan Blakely, who's a Golden Globe winner. And, uh, you know, she was way back in the day, she was in the original Towering Inferno. Okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my lead actress is Courtney Hope, who's an up and comer. Uh, she's actually in the, in the new Allegiant movie. She just got a role on Transparent. And she's uh, the lead actress in the new Quantum Break video game that just came out this week. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah she well. plays Beth Wilder in that. Man, you got I'm some sure marketing the... highlights there, don't yeah. you? Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. So, so we're, we're really proud of the cast that I was cool. able to pull together. Yeah. yeah. And me. Oh, and and Aza, and who's next to me, Aza's uh, started as our, our BTS guy, and I, I liked his look so much that I actually cast him as a role in a film. Yeah, so, you definitely so. have an actor's look. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, he's, uh, he, I guess that's something. No, like, like, no, like, he, some, is like a, he is also yeah. an actor. So. I would say it's just, like, memorable. That's all. Oh, I'm thank you. Like, like, kind of intense, you know? You're kind of intense. Yeah. Oh, so, I do play the heavy or one of the Yeah, Aza plays our, our heavy in the film, so. So, uh, with... Sci-fi being uh, being uh, obviously time travel is a sci-fi film. What made you want to go into that genre? Is it that you're just sci-fi fan, or yeah, I've pretty much been a sci-fi fan since I was a kid. I basically kind of grew up on on those movies and TV shows. I mean, everything from the Twilight Zone. I'm a huge James Cameron fan, so you know, the, you know, Aliens, Terminator, all of that stuff, and 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 uh, and also always fascinated with science and time travel and quantum physics how, how so, much i was going to say how much research did you put a into lot this? there was there was it's we I, I did everything i could to try to make it as honest to real physics as possible you know in a in a fictional environment so i did a lot of research and then once i had the script done i actually reached out to a friend of mine who is a quantum physicist and uh and had him go over it and and work on a lot of the the physics reality so so it is very grounded in in real science yeah say, that's very I, research heavy like yes. so much i gotta say too being like a fellow nerd like i was kind of picking it apart myself and it holds like it's yeah it's fascinating the stuff he pulled out with this quantum physicist yeah. guy, man. It was good. Yeah. I feel like that would be the most challenging type of yeah, film was, to write. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, what about as, as far as the audience goes? You know, that that's something I would, as a filmmaker, I would be afraid of. Like, here, I'm going to bring science to you, and I got to explain it to you, a normal person, to get this who may not be into this as much. Yeah. I mean, it's, did you find that as a, as a, did you take that approach, or did you just say, well, you know what, screw the audience, they'll figure it out? No, I'm, I'm actually always, you know, have the audience in mind yeah. for sure. And it's a tricky process. It's definitely a balancing act because you can have too much science in it and it, and it just goes well over people's heads and pulls them out of the story. And we're, we're actually kind of looking at that now is um, cutting back a little bit on it and, and creating a slightly shorter version of the film that gets a little bit more to the point. So, so right now we have like what I'm calling an extended cut 
which has got like all the science in it. Um, but there are, but we're making a couple of uh, trims based on audience response in the festivals yeah. that we've been in uh, to to kind of condense that a little bit while still maintaining the reality, you know. Yeah. But it's interesting that you know it, it, it's one thing to write it, and then once you shoot it and cut it, that's when you kind of realize what you need and what you what can fall away, you know. And and you you many times. I think you tend to overwrite because audiences are pretty smart. So you sometimes yeah. you don't need all of that for them to get it. Yeah. You know, and people kind of understand the basic concept yeah. of uh, you know of uh, time travel. So it's it's not something I think you need to get really specific about. You have yeah. to you have to kind of you know gloss over the generalities i think better yeah. you know in a, in a but it's in a nice that it's way. not dumbed down for the audience like like an adam sandler yeah. movie would be or something yeah, you know, like, yeah. exactly <laughs> right. i like that he didn't dumb it down that was i was i was, I was, I was like yeah. holding on to that i want the science Keep yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah so yeah so hopefully neil will like it yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is so awesome where did you guys shoot the film well, it was all shot in the Los Angeles area. We're, we're from L.A. I'm originally from Chicago, but I've okay. been in L.A. for over a decade now. Cool. And uh, shot it all there. Yeah. And a lot of it was, you know, because we were low budget, a lot of it was kind of, you know, shh, don't tell anybody, stealing locations. Yeah. And, Gorilla. Yeah. But there were others that we did have to permit. And, yeah. and, you know, so we did what we had to do to get it get it in the can. That, that is That's fascinating awesome. from an independent film level because in Phoenix, here where we're at, you could literally shoot anywhere. You just yeah. go ask somebody permission, and they're like, "Yeah, cool, filmmaking." In LA, it's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, exactly. Yeah, that, I, give me a that was that was my experience actually back in Chicago too, because yeah. I, I I was out in the suburbs and very similar. My first film I ever made, it, it was we had no permitting issues. I mean, we we actually asked, we were in a suburb. We asked the police chief if we could shoot on the streets. They were like, "Yeah, no problem." Here, in fact, here here's the keys to a squad car. You need that? Go to. It was yes. ridiculous. I mean, it was, you can't do that in LA. It just yeah. it would never happen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So similar kind of thing. But you know, we were we were fortunate enough in that, for the most part, I wrote the script relatively contained in in you know in locations that I kind of knew I could get. Yeah. Um, and then there were a couple. There's like a beach scene in it that we had to permit that. But um, but then at the same time, there was a a different part of the beach. That we didn't permit. That we just went down there and just run and gun and shot some gorilla stuff. style. You know, yeah, yeah, gorilla style. Yeah. So, so you know, you do what you got to do. And then we run into. Oh well, yeah. There's a, a a brief story. So we're shooting this this scene on the beach, and basically my, uh, you know, my my excuse for it. If anybody was to come up and ask, well, what are you doing now? Of course, I'm shooting on a red camera, so I got like this big, and, and it's a red one, so it's the yeah. big cinder yeah. block, right? It's a big giant camera. Um, but my, my, my excuse was I just basically said, oh, no, we're just shooting this actor's demo reel. You know, we're just doing demos so people would, you know, yeah. we could get away with it. Yeah. So there was a guy who came up and was watching, and he, like, starts asking me a couple of questions with his family. He's got his kid on his shoulders and stuff. And, um, and, he, and he seemed like one of those guys that was just trying, like, what are you guys shooting on? Like, this, like a film nerd? And you're just yeah, kind of like you yeah. know, brushing so, them off. And, and, you know, so I says, yeah, we're just shooting a demo. No big deal, you know. So he's like, all right, cool. So they walk off. And then about a half hour later, I'm turned around shooting the other side. And they come back the other way. And um, and my actress, in the middle of a take, which which this is in the film, 
I left this take in the film because it's so great. In the middle of the take, you could see her kind of look up and recognize who this guy was. Oh. For like a, the briefest of seconds, <laughs> she falls out of character, she sees who, and then she snaps herself back into character and finishes the scene. And at the end of it, he tells her, he's like, oh, hey, yeah, great job. And she like lost her mind. And, I, and I'm go I didn't recognize who this guy was. Yeah. I have no idea who this is. And he walks away and... Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, um, oh, what? I just, did you just blank? I, I just, just blanked. <laughs> this is a guy from, uh, uh, he was from uh, all the Lord of the Rings movies. He played Legolas. Oh, uh, uh, Orlando, Orlando Bloom. Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Bloom. Yes. <laughs> it was Orlando Bloom coming in here so asking us questions, Bloom. coming up kind of close to us, like, yeah. and we're just kind of like, you know, he's wearing a hoodie, so he didn't really recognize him. I mean, we just kind of brushed him off. Yeah, like I mean, he didn't have guy. the long blonde hair. That's so Orlando. That's so Orlando. And he just walks by, and we're like, oh, my God, what? Yeah, and then we're like, oh, Come back! Shit! We should have asked him to be in the movie. Let's write him a scene real fast. Come God. on, dude, run in and give us a cameo. That's so, awesome, though. Yeah, That's awesome that, that he would even cool. approach you and be interested. Yeah, he was and, very. You know. I think they must. You know, they probably have. We were shooting down in Malibu. Yeah. They probably have a house there yeah. or something. And it, yeah. but it was literally like on a on an odd day. Yeah. It was either a Sunday or a Tuesday or something. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of people. There were just families walking back and forth. You know. So do you guys have uh, a website where people can come? And, uh, and we do. Yes, they can go to uh, displacement. Of the movie.com uh, it's displacementthemovie.com we got all our social media is linked there so you can go to we're, we're on Facebook trailer and everything there's up a there. trailer on the website there's a uh, uh, you know you can go to Facebook at displacement the uh, our Twitter is uh, at displacement 13 the number 13 after it um, and uh, yeah check it out and and uh, we should be we're, we're talking with distributors now so we should be in release later this year mm -hmm. right now we're doing the festival circuit awesome well thank you for coming on I appreciate it well thanks Very for well. having yeah, us so guys fun. that's great yeah thank you guys thank you, thank you. <laughs> alright guys so uh, welcome to the Phoenix Film Festival uh, Ideal yes Ideal. oh my god uh, saw it yesterday uh, Fantastic! Just yes. first off, we all bat. loved this film. Like, we all did. Yeah. yeah. So well done. So subtle. So just very good. Subtle? Subtle? No, it's not subtle. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Let me explain myself. It, it's subtle in the fact that um, the horror was kind of a slow build, um, whereas you go to other horror films where it's like it's it's not a slasher. This is this heart. This is more. It feels more like Italian horror, where it's a. It, it kind of gets you a little bit, bit by bit, and it builds up, and you just start cringing more and more and more. So, that that's what I mean by subtle. It's not like body parts flying everywhere. There's there's realistically yeah. only one thing that's really happening that's te terrifying, but it's fucking powerful. Well, and there is a buzzword for this, and it's called elevated horror, and uh, that's exactly what this movie is. It's you don't know where it's going at the beginning. Um, you know, it kind of takes you, it, it really gets you into the character, and then it throws a fucking wrench into the whole thing, and you're like, what, really, she's going to do that? Like, yeah. she, and then you're like, no, she's not going to do it. She's not going to do it. But she does it. Like, and then it just pays off so hard. And it's great. A as the audience member, like, I feel like I was just as confused as the actress was, as the character was. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't understand. What do you mean, take a little? What does that even mean? Like, oh shit, there's a scalpel. That's what that fucking means. Right. So can you guys give us a quick synopsis for the audience, what the film's about? Um, so yeah, it's a, Ideal is kind of a 
horror satire of the fashion industry about uh, this uh, model who uh, goes into a photo shoot. Um, she's young and kind of new at it, and they keep finding things wrong with her. Uh, like, there's not enough makeup, she's not wearing the right thing. And then finally they're like, you know what, there's just something wrong with her stomach. She needs a little, she needs to be a little, little bit thinner. So they whip out this scalpel and they start trimming off parts of her body yeah. or her uh, stomach. Real world Photoshop, basically. Exactly. And that's kind of where the whole thing came yeah. from. You watch some of these like, you know, videos of people doing the Photoshop on, yeah. the, on these models and it's insane what yeah. they do. Yeah. And the idea that we look at these pictures and think of them as like representing real people when it's right. like, no, you're making the eyes bigger, yeah. you're making the legs longer. What? What made you want to tackle this subject? Because, I mean, it, it it was very powerful for me. I mean, to talk about, like, the objectification of women, especially in, in the modeling world, and how they're, you know, used as almost objects rather than actual human beings. I mean, that's... And the pressure, I mean... I, uh, I have kind of a multi-layered answer for this. I mean, okay. because there's th this... Uh, this this movie in particular, I mean, I, I like I have been working in the film industry for 10 years and it's always really fascinated me how the kind of ideal version of people that we see on screen and on, on the billboards and everything, how that's created and the kind of weird, mundane and like intense work that goes into that in like, you know, hours of makeup and and, and, and things like that and then Photoshop afterwards and how, how what the disparity between the like real world and the ideal version of people that we're seeing and, and then also the way that affects the people who are looking at those images and trying to uh, you know trying to achieve those ideals themselves yeah. um, even though they're essentially fictional yeah. um, and the length that people go to you know with like eating disorders and all of these things to kind of achieve those ideals it's really crazy and pervasive um, so that like working working kind of behind the scenes has has really like accentuated that for me and and there is but this short in particular is actually a it's a it's a proof of concept for a feature that we're trying to get off the ground oh, very, very cool. so okay. the the feature came first and and um we had a producer that is that because we've never done horror before, uh, he suggested that we do something that's more in, in the vein of the feature that we're trying to get off the ground. So it was like, you know, make sure people know we can work with makeup effects, make sure, like, you know, like it's about the fashion industry, a horror movie about the fashion industry. So Very this, cool. you know, came from an yeah. attempt to do that. That's yeah. pretty interesting that you, 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 I mean, it almost sounds like you kind of did the opposite because a lot of people are like, well, make a, sh make a short with the intention of it becoming a feature, but you made the feature. And then made a short to promote that yeah. and get people excited about. It. That's really cool. Yeah. So the feature goes actually much more into the kind of psychology of a, of a person who wants to be someone else and wants to be you know this kind of perfect version of of you know sure. that she sees on. on uh, what is your normal genre if not if not horror? Um, it's a little. I mean, I guess drama, okay. comedy kind of. I thing. mean, there's a lot of it even in this. I mean, it shows. It's not. Yeah. It's not a strict horror. It's almost. It's, yeah. It has a deeper meaning deadpan, to it than it's just a deadpan black humor to it's, it or dark humor. You know. It was, yeah. a, it was a really tricky balance to to strike because it you know there's this movie can easily become you know the the movie there's a movie in there that is just a girl getting cut up on a grill yeah and, exactly and it's there, there's also a movie in there of a woman getting cut up on a grill who like has to escape like has to fight her way out yeah. of the room yeah. which is not what we well did. yeah I mean yeah. and that and that changed that was that was that's a writing thing but even in the editing of it it was like you know how what do we emphasize and like and how like yeah what what where do we focus our attention and for a short you can only 
really focus on a very small amount. Like you have a very small amount of time to tell your story, and you want it to move quickly. You don't want people to get bored. Right. Um, so, but like the thing that we found that was like important is like the kind of core of the movie is whether or not she is going to give in to this, yeah. Yeah. and and how much of herself does she kind of give up in order to please these people who are making uh, these insane demands yeah. from her. Yeah, and let me just say. We know the writing was fantastic of the film. Um, the you know the cinematography was great. The effects were great. But your actors were amazing. Yes, like yes. like your lead actress, going to the subtlety remark, you see it in her face as this progression yeah. starts happening. Doesn't have a ton of dialogue, you know, but every emotion is told through her eyes and her face and her nervousness and you know you don't even see the two dudes that are in the background kind of commanding this whole thing yeah. it's mostly focused on her and I and, and the photographer of course too yeah. those two were oh, the photographer great. was fantastic yeah. they, really we really lucked out with them Nicole actually is is a winner of America's Next Top Model um, oh. who's getting into acting and like so like I am obviously not a model I'm a like overweight <laughs> dude who's like working in Hollywood um, and and so like I there are things that I understand about uh, uh, about that but like I have not lived them and it you know we spend a week together while we were kind of preparing for the movie Nicole and I uh, and you know I got to hear kind of firsthand what all of the little like details of the industry were and that helped immensely yeah. like in the in all the like details like her spitting up uh, food into the, yeah. into the bucket <laughs> when she's eating and the hamburger. And the sound even to that, when it hits the bottom <laughs> yeah, of the bucket, you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> Fun so Foley day, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, I, and the pacing of it, too. Um, fantastic. You were going to talk about it? Oh, no. no, no I see the pace the, is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's, from that first part where she comes out and she's like, he's like, no, that's no good, and he asks her to take her clothes off, as an audience member, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, right, like just like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> and like... And then, so she does it, and then it starts progressing more and more and more. The way you paced that was really great. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. So do you guys have, like, um, 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 a website or anything else that, that you want to plug for the film or anything coming up that you want to plug? Um, well, we're just trying to get this feature made. I mean, that's that's the main thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, that's... Uh, I'm really excited about this about this feature, um, and uh, we're still playing at a few festivals. We're kind of we just just started really the festival circuit. Uh, we played at Fantasia last year, um, and then and we're doing a few others that I think I'm not supposed to announce just oh. yet because uh, it's still like before they've announced. Sure. But yeah, um, so it'll be doing that, and then we'll put that online. Um, but yeah, we uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> are you are you planning to crowdfund? Are you going to go that route? The, the feature? Yeah. It's, no? it's beyond that Good. a little gotcha. bit. It's, Good. A, it's a larger budget. Yeah. That's what I wanted <laughs> to hear. We Thank crowdfunded, you. We crowdfunded this. We crowdfunded a web series that, uh, that we made, and that was, like... I may have to do that again, but like that's a that's a rough process. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my friends can only give me so much more money to do the thing that I love doing. <laughs> At some point, I have to find people that are yeah. not my friends. So where well, you guys where you guys based real quick? Los Angeles. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that oh, makes sense. We, but I mean, I, we you lived know, in New York. I, I grew up in New York. Uh, I okay. just moved to Los Angeles about three years cool. ago. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Of course. Yeah. Um, Go check out Ideal, everyone, uh, if you can, at whatever film festival. Find it online when it comes out um, and enjoy it because it's one of the smartest movies I've seen here. 
which it is in the horror genre, which you don't hear that a lot, which is fantastic. Yep. True. So congratulations. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I wanted to come and be inspired by something, and I think Ideal did that for me, so. We are here right now, guys, with the local Arizona film critic, the man that you love to hate and you love to love. The myth, the legend. Bill Pierce, ladies and gentlemen. He is here. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here. Bill, how's your experience going at the festival this year? My experience is going really well this year. No meltdowns or breakdowns or anything. I, um, I came here with a strategy this year. I got to pre-screen a lot of the films in, at the Sedona International Festival and do a lot of research on a lot of the films. So I picked out ahead of time what I wanted to see, and it's working out stunningly. It's working out really well. Awesome. Positive. Awesome. What's your favorite so far? Oh, uh, Lucky You Ranch, for sure. As far as Arizona. I've heard a lot of Lucky good Ranch. A lot of Arizona, Arizona independent film, everyone, please get out and see Lucky You Ranch. It'll, it'll yeah. reignite your, that, that original inspiration. Yeah, even awesome. random people who aren't even from Arizona or anything, like, just happen to walk into that are raving, <laughs> raving about it. Awesome. Oh, that's so good to hear. What yeah. about the uh, horror sci-fi? See anything good in, in those sections? <laughs> yeah. Let's, can we oh. talk about sci-fi, too, oh, please? Oh, you had yeah. to go there. Okay. <laughs> I... What is this with these 25, you know, featurettes, 25, yeah. 30 minute featurettes? It's like. A, just, visu a vi just visual. It's like, hey, yeah. let's not throw a juicy piece of dialogue in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or any bit. to speak yeah. of, literally. <laughs> let's just let's just show them it visually. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I was, wasn't. The visuals, we can all agree, were well fantastic. done. Fantastic. They were oh, very sure. well done. Yeah. But I mean, I'm trying I, to figure. I, I, go oh. ahead. No, I was, I was trying to figure out if it was just a bunch of tech schools that were like, hey, let's slap some random story up there. But yeah. let's show what we can do with, like, you know, making androids or whatever. I think you're absolutely rocking. right because that's yeah. where the trend was going. Uh, yeah. The stuff coming out of Chapman. Chapman would keep trying to outdo itself <laughs> with being the most, the most stunningly, you know, technical sci-fi film, but yet the most deep and intense one. And then you can, you know, it's like you can't juggle bananas and oranges or whatever. Yeah. You know, yep. you're pretty soon you're going to start to put people to sleep. And I think no, we're, I we're at that precipice now where yeah. they've. You know, I mean, we can't, I mean, the genie's out of the bottle. To, we can't stop it. To be <laughs> fair, we, we discussed this. There were at least two films in that in that showcase that had some kind of a story. Like there was a story of the guy who had his dad's uh, consciousness implanted into his head, and then uh, yeah. that's it the just one took I a very incestual route. And yeah. then, that's the one I enjoyed because they went there. They was, went there. I did. Though. They did go there, and I did appreciate that. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he only did it to get it on with his girlfriend. He wasn't really trying to. Further his research and everything, I kind of wow. dug that. And that and the kid was such a doormat. His son yeah. was such a doormat. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I, like, I'm glad they went there. Like what you're yeah. just saying, like because what know, you need to do, Chris. Well, since you went there, it's it's, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's always coming. It's always coming. Uh, next I'm, film. Next my, film. My next film is all about incest. Just kidding. Yeah. There you go. Sure. So so, how, what about like the 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 experience, the people, the panels, like all that stuff? Have you has that been pretty good here this this year? I honestly, I haven't gone to any of the panels. So, uh, but the panelists that they have, that's why I was so mad that they didn't have the list of the speakers because I know how people flake out or drop out or whatever. But I really want to know who's going to be there, and I will change my plans to be yeah. able to see hear them talk in front of other people and stuff. Cool. So, uh, haven't really got to see it, but. It, I, I did get to finally meet Steve Anderson, the director of Lucky You. Oh. Been a big fan of his work for many, many years, and finally got to meet the guy. And uh, so we got to catch up. And, yeah. and everything, everything you expected it to everything be. Everything I expected. He's not pretentious at all. Yeah. And uh, um, here's a guy who every film he makes has really got this dark undertone. And 
which I really like. He's like one of the few neorealists, I think, cool. the true neorealists left and are making films in Arizona. And to have a family film like that with two kids and, and still be able to incorporate your style, your technique, yeah. to bring that dark, you know, to, okay, you know, this is a really inspiring story, so let's take it down a notch, yeah, you did, know. <laughs> let's take you to that dark place. And did he say fantastic. he was like maybe trying to challenge himself by taking the family route and, and still incorporating all of that or no? No, I, I don't think so because uh, the script was given to him and he really liked it. And I think he this was a person who knew his style, was familiar with the style and was okay with it. And mm -hmm. so I think that's really, you hear about that in Hollywood all the time where they, eventually they say, you know what, I changed my mind. Where I, I really don't want you to do that right. kind of thing you did with, Blue Velvet, you know, let's make yep. it a little happier. Uh, no, that was I don't think that was the case at all. I think it uh, they let him run with it, and everybody got what they wanted out of that film. I think so. That's awesome. Everyone went yeah, away I've heard happily. great things about it. i got to get to see that it's gonna one. It's going to be two more showings. and I think Monday sh sold out, but uh, there's a, one more, I think, mm. on... I can't remember. Shit. Yeah. Man, I'll probably walk over to the ticket area. And yeah, yeah. Actually, what do you got? Figuring this shit out. Gotta love. Have this thing. How great! Yeah. Good for How great that must be. It gets us in. Anywhere. I gotta use these things on Monday. It doesn't even give me a sandwich anymore. Are you kidding? No, me? Just, no drinks or anything. Yeah, that's what this guy was <laughs> saying. He's like, my filmmaker pass has everything I can get: food, drinks. Uh, I got a T-shirt yeah. out of it as well. It's like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Fireworks yeah. display. It's amazing. They're not paying for press to drink here. Okay. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say, did you uh, did anybody come up to you this weekend and give you the stink eye or tell them, tell you tell them how much they hate you or anything <laughs> like that? No, but th there was the potential for that. But I um I was like, you know what? I'm uh, everyone's having a good time. Everyone's cool. I'm not gonna yeah. Because there were some people who were talking shit to me. They started it. Yeah, all right. I'm sure. And, I'm and, and, <laughs> all right. And I'm serious. It was. It had nothing to do with reviews or anything. They oh. just got a wild hair up their ass. Yeah. And they're, and I, I'm like, you know what, okay, it's time for a showdown, you and me. But, uh, no, you know, everyone's having a good, <laughs> good. time. Everyone's chill. Um, I, no, everyone's being pretty cool about it. Of course, I don't hang around after after happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> I learned yeah. to get the hell out, you know. But best not add do. alcohol into the mix. <laughs> um, got those beer muscles used, working. <laughs> just, for, just for cheap thrills, I would kind of stick around and see if they were... If they were going to get froggy and jump, and they <laughs> do, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm not a scrapper or anything, so I'm like, yeah. that was pretty dumb. I shouldn't yeah. have. And I, I, sh I stuck around. As, I was kind of an instigator anyways. I shouldn't have done that. But, hey, you live and learn, you know. And I think that's great. I mean, as a critic, you do put yourself out there because you're just giving your subjective opinion, really. I mean, you try to be as objective as possible, but ultimately it comes from a place what you enjoy, what you see in a film, I would imagine, right? Absolutely, yeah, so, I do. I, so, and people don't take kindly to that sometimes, or they're they're too sensitive to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe he's got a point here. Like, there, you know what? Uh, I take their films as personally as they do. I'm serious about that. When I was telling you that I'm sleeping in my car in Sedona because I'm going to see your movie tomorrow morning. The filmmaker's not there, but I am. You know, yeah. Yeah. That, I take this. I know what you went through. I know what your actors went through. What uh, I. I'm personally invested in your film just as much as you are, and then when I see you just flake out or cop out or, or, or uh, you know, not give it the, the what you said you were going to or, or mm -hmm. deliver the product you said you were going to, well, uh, that's a, a, an affrontery to me as well. It's like, I really, I believed in you, man, you know? And, yeah. and this you let, is what you give me. You let me down. <laughs> so maybe one of your reviews can incite some anger and then they can go back and be like, here, Bill, this is what you wanted, and you'll be like, yes. I've, I, Five stars. I have, What's up? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'll, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've had that happen where they were like, I, you know, I did. I, I went back and and um, incorporated a few of the things he said. You know, not, I'm not that influential, but yeah, they, 
we were they I'll never speak to you again you're you're not a real critic blah 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 and then years later out of the blue this guy will go you remember when you reviewed my student film you know well I'm the one who did this. I'm like, fantastic. That is awesome. That yeah, you were lucky because we, just, we cool. just review films that are 40 years old. So directors <laughs> yeah. are chilled by this time. Yeah. Yeah. They if they were to ever even listen yeah, to Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> like, whatever. I've heard it all before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're a filmmaker, you need to have a thick skin. And, uh, I agree and with that. I think if you're an artist in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's artist. art? It, it, has to be, it, it has to be taken subjectively. It has to be done that way. If you're not doing that, then you're really not doing art, I think. I think that's part of it, right? Oh, totally. If you're putting that's it up for critical review and then you get reviewed and you don't like it, I mean, th that's on you for putting it out there to when begin I, with. When I see a film that is so, like, lucky you that they put so much work into, I, I try to write as academically as possible. Like, this is this is going to go to Huffington Post or whatever. You know, yeah. This is going to go to in New Yorker because that's they deserve that much uh, effort into the, what I'm writing about it. Now, when I go and... You, you guys, three years in the making, this is going to um, put indie film on the map. And, and he, you basically shot it on your iPhone over <laughs> the weekend, and it, it was stupid, no script. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get, you're going to get what you deserve. I'm going to, I'm going to troll it like there's, like, <laughs> like I'm a, a, a new user on YouTube, you know, like, you know, I'm going to beat the crap out yeah, of it. Yeah, so beware. <laughs> what are you seeing tonight? Um, just uh, I, tonight I saw Lucky You, and uh, then I, I always go to the Arizona shorts. Yeah. Even though I've seen most of them, I did see yeah. a lot of them. You know when I did the five must-see yeah. films and stuff? Mm -hmm. there, certainly there's a few I missed, and that reaffirmed why. You know, but, uh, I guess, no, I'm always glad to be able to see, uh, see everything and um, see them back on the big screen again with a whole new audience. Uh, some of the IFP films only got screened once. That Malparito, did you guys dig that? Was that technique or what? You didn't get we, to see we it. Were here, yeah, so we were here. That's right. You were setting up for the podcast. Yeah. But, you know, that's a groovy film they shot on VHS with, with the colors just blown out, you oh, know. Nice. And, wow. and where the it's just people sweating and they're glistening like it looks like they're covered in sparkles. That's how wow. blown out, you know, uh, the intensity of it. Just all experimental, surrealist. Finally, somebody's got the cojones to go out and do that, yeah. and and that's what we need to do. I I really want to see experimental film come back and yeah. Break that's, away is, that from what, this. is that what you feel like Phoenix needs? Yes, the film absolutely. Community? They need. Here's what here's what Phoenix needs. Okay, here's what f independent filmmakers need to do is quit trying to be Hollywood. Quit trying to do resumes. Quit trying to do your business card on on a film. You know, your proof of concept or whatever. Make your film the way you really see it and envision it, and and just hang them out there. I see so many people that are just tiptoeing around experimental, but they they back off. You know, they're like, oh well, how's this going to get into festivals? And there isn't even an experimental category anymore. Did you guys know that? That's yeah. pathetic. It's terrible. Yeah, no. It's it's sci-fi now. I think is what it goes under. Yeah. So well, uh, you've, yeah, you've still got Jerome, right? Oh yeah, I'm still, still doing, doing, doing Forbidden that? Films okay. in Jerome. I'm yeah. okay. So that's a funny story. I'm hurting for Forbidden Films. So if you've got anything really. Yeah, I'll transgressive or something for me. Please send it to me because now when they find out I want a forbidden film, uh, festivals want to screen it. They're like, oh, this, this must be good, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can't nice. get my... Keep, keep, keep our ears open yeah. for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure you guys see some weird shit too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please turn me on to it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Anything you want to plug, Bill? For... Um, well, let's see. I, I don't know. Dating Daisy, be sure to see that. Uh, that one is, I, I don't want to say old school indie because when people think of that, they think of, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Billy Jack and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, no. Oh, uh, my God. No, no, no. This is a this is a really well written, uh, fun movie. Um, yeah. It's a feel good movie. I um, I don't know. I, yeah. 
I'm I'm in these depths, you know, where it's either I love it, it's a happy, feel good movie, or it's the most depressing, dark, yeah. experimental, nonsensical nonsense you've ever yeah. seen. So <laughs> that's what makes me. That's a good day for me. You, know? <laughs> you, get, you, you get ten points for dropping Billy Jack. <laughs> <on the show. laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> thank you, thank you. What about uh, personally? Like, where can people read your reviews and stuff? Yeah, websites, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, please go to uh, um, phoenixexaminer.com and just type in uh, William Pierce or. Phoenix Indie Films Examiner, and that's you can read all my reviews and everything I've ever done, and uh, yeah, that's about. And I'm also doing radio with uh, the Independent Artist Radio. I'm yeah. doing a regular spot now for the Arizona cool. Arizona Indie Movie Moment, so that's really taken off. Nice, that's that. very. Oh, cool. we need more shit like that yeah. too, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and that's Windy West's show, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. I've I heard you, you know on I'm there the before. First, uh, guest they've asked to. Uh, come back and do a regular thing. Yeah, you were good on that show. I, I listened to that. It was really I interesting. Blast. I was yeah. like, you know what? I got no reason to hold back. And yeah. uh, cool. All right. Well, thank you, Bill. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. having Appreciate me. Right it's been a blast. Yeah. All right, guys. So that was it. That was our episode for uh, the Phoenix Film Festival, the International Sci-Fi and Horror F- uh, Film Festival. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, you can follow Cult Film and Review um, at... Uh, Colt Film underscore review on Twitter. You can also follow. <laughs> uh, I'm having such a hard time. With this. You can also follow us on Colt Film underscore review on Instagram. You can also follow Mike yeah, at Mike Salustio on Twitter. You can also read about some of the filmmaking stuff I write about. It's on FriendlyNeighborhoodFilmmaking.com. I don't know if you've seen it already. Just get down there. Just do it. It's 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 Just like a, it's a fire there. sale. It's a fire sale. Everything's fifty percent. We're giving film <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Wait for free. Blue light special. Yeah, you better have some blue and red lights in there when I walk in. Yeah, they're better. I could better go to your website. There better be gifts of uh, police lights I flashing at I the top and bottom. I'll work on that. Can I'll you, work you, on that. Can you can you track how many people go to the site? Yeah, I know exactly. And, how many and, and since we've been plugging this. Has anyone gone to the site? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's because no one knows what the site is. You know, Me- meanwhile, meanwhile, Bluefield Audio is getting booked <laughs> left and right, <laughs> left <laughs> and right. Yeah, one day, Mike now. will be able to say from humble beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can follow Chris at... Uh, cult film underscore Chris on Instagram, I guess, if you want. Um, or mid- midnightreleasing.com <laughs> if so you want to go about see. It. I love it. You if, know. You, if you want to see me, you can. If you What's don't, the, uh, don't worry about no it. There's no pressure here, guys. What's the hot movie on uh, the Midnight Releasings? Uh, yeah, right now, what was just released, um, well, actually, this is going to be in the future, right? <laughs> so well, no, I don't know. We don't we, know. We don't live in, we've got we a don't movie, know where we oh, live. We've got yeah. two awesome movies coming up soon called... Well, uh, why don't you plug one now and yeah, one go later? Ahead. All right. The, 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 the most recent one coming up is Australians. Uh, I saw the trailer for this, and I want to see it. Australians, yeah. not not Australians, but not, Australians. not Australia. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it looks it doesn't have Wolverine in it. And it looks incredible. The trailers, the trailers, the trailers great. These guys did this film on such a low Uh-oh. budget, and the effects are really you got it, pay Mike. off. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what it looks like. You can follow Kyle at um, Colt Film underscore Kyle on Instagram, and that's it. Awesome. You're so active. Hey, hey. <laughs> I like to keep it short and sweet. Very simple. All right, guys. Remember, uh, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. <laughs>